blood of his blood, flesh of my flesh, dust of earth's dust and breath of God's breath, each day of rest, a test of dad's best. Blood of his blood, flesh of my flesh, dust of earth's dust and breath of God's breath, each day of rest, a test of God's best. Eyes meet eyes each time amidst cries. Mother's pain, breathing grain. Father's strain to just try. Lives shaped by actions eight. Knees scraped, words draped in love or hate. A lot on Papa's plate. But gotta wait till the kids ate. Late bloomers, baby boomers, consumers, and stupid humor. Yes, we bleed, but we need to demonstrate bravery, elucidate the links of hate to sin slavery, educate, make distinct the fun and unsavory, live lives healthy, devotionally, emotionally. When commotion opens, show them to be wealthy socially. When all said and done, each father begun as a son. So here's the fishing, well-wishing, missing school for family tradition. From bread and butter, Johnny lunchboxes, to corporate ties and dress socks, it's all sorts, from sports to important courts, financial reports, and logical retorts. May we be the emblems of comportment and resemble what the Lord meant when he taught us to pray adamantly, simply saying, Abba, Daddy, blood of his blood and flesh of my flesh, dust of earth's dust and breath of God's breath, each day of rest, a test of Dad's best. Happy Father's Day. My father was a fighter. I don't mean that as some kind of cliche, like he fought through the hard parts of life and it was tough. My dad was a street fighter. The type of guy that you get annoyed by, who, you know, you can just tell looking for a fight. Bump into him. He enjoyed fighting. He would fight the best fighters. He grew up in the, the deep, deep south of Sarnia. <laughs> On the wrong side of the tracks. A rough and tumble neighborhood of poor, working class folk. He was one of 13 children. He was the first one born in Ontario. That's why I don't speak French, because my grandma banned English in the house. Now, this all made for a very tough upbringing. And you didn't want to bring it up with the Garrett boys. They were known to want to rumble. They had become known around the city as these like greaser tough guys. And it turns out Frank was one of the roughest. I had heard legends about this growing up, but it wasn't until I was in grade four when I met one of my classmates' dad, and it all began to change how I realized who my dad was and where he had come from. So he came over to his house to play, and he was a, a big, tough hockey kid, and, and he was just a chip off the, 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 his dad's block, right? Just a chip off the old block. He, his dad was this big, rough guy. And I, I remember meeting him and coming in, and he says, hey, are you Frank's kid? And I'm like, yes, sir. He's like, oh, 
your dad was the toughest guy I ever met. I was like, what? Like, I just, my dad was a teddy bear. I'm like, what are you talking about? What? He said, I remember one time when people would come up to him, there was three guys begging to have a fight with him. They kept saying no and no, but then they started teasing him. So he finally said, okay, if you want it. And he said that he saw him beat these three guys senseless. And I was like, my, my dad's like, are you, are you serious? You see, my dad was the kindest, gentlest person that I knew. He was, he was the type of guy that was almost annoying people because when they come over, he was almost forcing them to take a pop, right? Because he's like, he, you, he needed to do something nice for you. Like, take, take the pop. <laughs> but I came to learn that he had been a different man when he was younger. In high school, he was a wrestling champion, captain of the, the skits wrestling team. My mother had grown up in a home where her parents had divorced early, and she was always looking for security. She, she, she met my dad, and he helped her feel safe because she just was used to man after man kind of coming through, and, and she, wasn't, she, was, she was someone who was a, a meek woman because of this. And so he helped her feel safe, and he went off to university, and he, and he had a wrestling scholarship. And after a year, he just realized he, couldn't, he wanted to be with his mom, so he came back home. And then shortly after, they had the most awesomest kid ever. <laughs> like his father before him, my dad joined the labor union, working in the plants. And he started getting a reputation of being a very strong, a very hard worker, if not a bit of a loose cannon. I remember people telling me, like, when they'd come to, for a problem, they'd say, oh, this is going wrong. And my dad would be like, you just need the wrench. And he'd come and he'd help fix things or whatever. But don't you make fun of Frank. Don't you tease him at your own peril. Because he, he, he actually was kind of, he couldn't take being made fun of. He was a hard worker, hard drinker, hard fighter, a nasty young man with a mean side. After having two sons, he still had this edge that could go off at any time, especially if he's drinking. It's weird, before he'll see or appear, dear dad was feared by peers. They steered clear. Guess he was a greaser who would pull a Caesar on any geezers who teased him until Jesus seized him. For one day, Dad met Jesus. Just reading on his own and reading the book, and he, he dropped to his knees, and he realized that despite his macho personality, he couldn't do it on his own anymore. He wasn't strong enough to do it on his own anymore. And he asked Jesus to forgive him for his old way of life, to, to give him a new life. I'm sure it wasn't easy for him from where he came from. There was a, there was a lot that was ingrained there in him, anger. And, but as he began to look at Jesus, he began to see a new path. He met a Jesus who, who said radically different things that, that were radically opposed to the way that he had lived his life. He, he met a Jesus who scared him. The street fighting champ met a Jesus who said this, blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. 
Now, for a person whose reputation had been built on uh, being a tough guy, fighter, this was a whole new world. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are, are peacemakers. That's not an easy thing to swallow for someone whose identity was caught up in fighting. That's not an easy change. When you look at meekness, meekness means to be humble, to be teachable, to be patient under suffering, to be long-suffering, enduring injury with patience and without resentment, non-violent. I hear the words of Jesus coming to my dad's heart, and I imagine there was a struggle in his soul. A peacemaker, one who makes peace, especially by reconciling parties at variance. The way he reconciled parties at variance was to knock one of the parties out. <laughs> if you take any attributes of Jesus that, that might be more opposite to who my dad was and what he thought of, what he wanted to be, it was peace and it was meekness. How does one go from being a fighter to a peacemaker? By reflecting perfection. By allowing Jesus to begin to, to change you from the inside out. This Jesus that my dad met, he was asking a lot. This Jesus that my, my dad encountered, he, he demonstrated though in his own life, and my dad could read it time and time again, Jesus the foot washer, putting himself in a place of servanthood towards those who he was supposed to lead. It says that Jesus was, was led like a lamb to the slaughter. He stands before Pilate, and Pilate is there kind of looking down on him, saying, I, I can do what I want with you. And Jesus is like, I got 10,000 angels that'll take you out, brother. But I won't, because it's not who I am. This is the Jesus who, who has his disciple Peter, probably a lot more like my dad, chopping off the ear. And Jesus says, no, 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 I'm a healer. And he heals him. You have, you have Judas coming and Jesus is like, do what you want. Do what you came to do. Jesus stood up for others, but he never fought for himself. He wasn't afraid to speak up, but he wasn't about to resort to violence to get his ends. Jesus showed my dad something. I think he shows us all something. That meekness is not weakness. That you can be meek and peaceful and strong as a rock at the same time. So what would happen when, when the street fighter met Jesus? Who would win? Could a man so used to physical violence be, be changed by the gospel for real? Well, let's just say my mom wasn't too impressed. When Frank met Jesus, he began to change. He started becoming kinder and gentler, meeker, more peaceful. The Spirit was doing a miracle, and my mom did not like it. Growing up scared with a, with a litany of different people coming through the house, one thing that she wanted most in her life was security. Marrying a tough boy, South End, street fighter, it gave her a sense of surety. Sure, he could fly off the handle at any time, he could be very mean, could be aggressive, but no one would mess with him. 
And that meant that no one would mess with her and no one would mess with her children. I want the old Frank back, she remembers yelling at him. Where, where did he go? But as she slowly but surely watched him truly changing, starting to reflect Jesus, starting to begin to show the, the actual spirit of God living within him, as, as that started to change, she's looking at him and she's like, how, how, could this, how could someone actually pull this off? How could this hard man be changed so dramatically? How could he become so kind and so thoughtful? There must be something to this Jesus. There had to be. So my mom came to know the Lord when I was three or four years old. I grew up in a home just always leaving. I grew up in a Christian home. I knew nothing of this past until I started hearing clips and snippets of it from people. I didn't know how far Christ had take, had took my dad. Now looking back, there's one story where I start to realize that I must have taken all my dad's self-control, all of his peacefulness, all his Jesus meekness to actually have dealt with. And I realized, oh, he had to have been changed by Jesus. I was probably in grade two or three, this is early on. Um, I found myself playing with Star Wars action figures. Remember back in the day, I had those Star Wars figures, and, and I loved them so much. And I was playing with this one kid, and I remember looking at his stuff, and like, I realized, like, he, he's, I think he stole my figure. Like, he stole my Republican guard. <laughs> How dare he? And I remember bringing it up to him, and we started yelling at each other and, get, and saying, you no, I didn't. And he ended up kicking me oh, really hard, and it hurt. And so I did something that was kind of natural to me. There was a forsythia bush. You know those nice yellow bushes? Remember those? Well, as a kid, we used to take them and just strip off all the flowers. And then you had yourself a nice whip. And I took that whip, and I whipped that kid hard. I left the wealth on that kid. And he screamed and ran towards his unit. And we were living in the townhouse complex. And I remember like thinking, oh, man, what, okay. Grabbed my figures. Clean one. <laughs> And I, like, I thought to myself, oh, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to run around the back. They'll never catch me because they'll think they're going to. So I ran around the back, and I remember running around the back, and I remember hearing a door open out the back, and I just remember looking back, and there's this man chasing me. And he grabbed me, and he threw me over his knee, and he took that brush, and he just started whipping me on the bottom with it. And it hurt. It stung. And I remember running home. And I was just so upset, right? And my mom's asking what's wrong. I'm about telling her. I remember my dad coming home from work, and he just he could tell what's wrong. And so finally, I spilled my beans to my dad. Dad, this happened. This, I, I, I whipped him. I'm sorry. But then he came out with me. And I can remember, I could just see my dad's face, like the red just coming up in his face. And he grabbed me by the hand. He said, we're going down there. I was like, no, dad, no, no. No, we're going down there, son. And he took me by the hand, and he walked me to that door. And he knocked on that door. And I remember the, the door opening. I remember the guy's face, like, all the color drained from his face. Because <laughs> he knew the regrets. He knew the reputation. He knew especially my, my dad's reputation. And he looked across at my dad, and my dad said, what happened? And the guy's like, just kind of spilled it out. I remember he's kind of shaking. And I remember, I'm just thinking, what's going to happen here? I don't know. I can just see my dad was swearing around my dad. I said, and the guy apologized to my dad. My dad's like, apologize to him. And he got down and he apologized to me. He said, sorry. He said, I'll never do this again. I'm really sorry. And I remember my dad looking at him and saying, 
And I, I'm back, I can see the conflict in his, in his emotions probably now better than then, right? Because he's like, I was made to do this. Like, this is, I, I am the justice bringer. I have the skills to take this guy out, and I have all the reason in the world. He laid a hand on my son. And yet what he did was he said, don't ever let that happen again. Because if I come back next time, it might not be so nice. And the guy's like, I shut the door, and I walked away, and I looked back at that moment, and I realized, oh my goodness, how Jesus had actually implanted himself in this man's heart, actually transformed his, his very instinct, his very nature, to be able to look at that in a whole other way. The old fighter was overcome by the new life peacemaker. Dad laid back from his anger, didn't lay a hand on him. The kid who, who lashed out with a, a forsythia bush whip was learning to deal with things, but as a peacemaker, not avoiding, but always looking to Jesus as his example. And so I just want to say this seek meekness. Beseech peace. Yearn for it. Let it turn in your heart. And, and, and whenever I think of the word peacemaker, now I have a, a picture of my dad. He went on to become a union leader. And what he did at his job is he just helped reconcile countless issues between the unions, between members themselves, between the, the plants and the companies, with pensions and all this. this is, that was what he became, a person who's helping reconcile relationships. He showed how to stand up and fight for what's right, but with this, this meek attitude, this, this peacefulness. Because peacemaking isn't just about like, solving violent conflict. It's actually about everyday life. It's about raising kids with, with an eye on how to model Jesus. And let's be honest, it's not easy to be meek with your children. Whether other words, helping navigate waters of, of rebellion between teenage sons or, or coming to grips with how to deal with, he broke his back. He had a debilitating brain injury where he was unable to work anymore. Had a stroke, diabetes, all these things. I saw my dad go through it with, with a peace in his heart because he always trusted his God. And that's what we're talking about. We're talking about being filled with the peace of Christ, becoming Reconcilers, becoming people who, who deliver the peace of Christ to this world is coming in with the attitude. And when they see it, they think, that's different. How in the world did that man do that? Trust God. And, and I know that this type of series, we're talking about reflecting perfection. I know one of the pitfalls of it is it starts to feel like, oh man, I'm never going to be peaceful. I can't be meek. Hey, oh, honesty, that's a, that's a hard, that's one of the problems, like, because we realize that Jesus is up here, and we're here, and, and the, the point isn't to make us feel bad about ourselves, the point is to realize that this God, this man, this Jesus that we follow, can actually change us from the inside if we will just allow ourselves to keep our eyes focused on him. It happens over time. It happens through the Spirit. It's not that we try. It's just that we let God move in our hearts. 
Because sometimes it feels like we'll never change. Like, I'll never reflect perfection. And we kind of put that to ourselves. No, no, I, I'm, I can't. I won't be like that. That's just, I'm, I resign. This is who I am. That is a lie. Christ can change you. Christ will change you. Christ is changing you. And I know that if we keep our eyes on Jesus, we will see our, our lives change. Even our personalities start to be refined. See, I know for a fact that our lives can reflect perfection. I know this because I saw a street fighter become a peacemaker. I know this because I saw the perfect light of Jesus Christ reflected, however imperfectly, in the life of my Father. And I pray that, that same type of transformation, that same type of meekness, that same type of peace will become part of who we are and that we will truly reflect perfection. Amen.